His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. And your love Wow, that was awesome. I uh, I love how God orchestrates everything. I mean, Zach sharing today, that was really good. Um, and Jared, <laughs> you guys always share so great. It's just awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pray for this. <sighs> Jesus, I just thank you so much that our full dependence is on you. <laughs> and Lord, I just offer this up as a gift, as a Lord, let it be a blessing. And Lord, eyes need to be opened. Open them. Lord, whatever you want to speak, speak. Thank you, Lord. (coughs) Okay. um, I'm going to try to smile. Trent told me I don't smile when I share. He's like, are you going to be really serious? I said, probably. I always share serious. <laughs> but I said, well, I I try to smile a lot, but I don't think about it when I'm up here sharing, so I'm going to try to smile. And my, and my contacts are not working very good this morning, so if you, a lot of you are really blurry, it's aggravating. So <laughs> anyways, the title of this is, um, well, I don't know if this should be the title, but this is what I called it. Jesus came to take our shame. And um, I'm going to read a lot of scriptures. (laughs) I hope that you guys don't get overloaded because you know when God's speaking something to you, it is like every chapter, every verse you read is just like popping off the page of what God's been speaking to me. So this is Romans 5, uh, verse 1. It says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. So that's the truth. And we need to hold on to it. But here's what we face. I've been thinking a lot on shame and the hard facts of what it does to us. Now, I think you can have shame over anything. Um, I mean, you can have shame over the way you learn. You can have shame over the job you have or um, maybe your past. It could be over anything. Um, it can be over you, you think you're not a good enough mom or a good enough dad. Well, I had this terrible time with some thoughts that hit me like a lead weight, uh, probably just, well, gosh, it was quite a few months back. And so ever since that time, I've been just pondering and digging and going, God, what are you saying to me? I'm a stay-at-home mom who homeschools her kids. So what did I hear? But a bunch of lies that I was ruining my kids' lives and I felt completely ashamed for being who I am. I couldn't utter what I was even hearing or thinking to Trent because I try actually try not to say <laughs> those stupid thoughts you have come in your head. I don't try to give place to them, but these gripped me pretty hard and I couldn't even tell them to Trent and let alone anyone else. Number one, the devil wants you isolated. (laughs) Because if you are alone, you'll believe the lies. So after a couple days, I'm spending time with the Lord, and he's really close. And I'm crying, and I am broken. (laughs) And suddenly, the lies, the shame, 
They become absurd. I mean absurd. And he told me what he thought. He said, Hannah, I'm not ashamed of you. I want you to rise above and know I am with you. And after something like that, you start digging deeper. It seems like the Lord just gives you more pieces and more pieces. Well, suddenly I could see that I was a great mom who has done her best. Actually, I've done a wonderful job. And it had been months before that God had spoken that to me. And then, you, you know, it's like it tests what God's done in you. And so anyways, um, Trent and I had made a decision a long time ago. Actually, before we were married, <laughs> that was one of the first questions I asked him. And when we realized we were probably supposed to marry each other, like, oh my gosh, I want to raise my kids in the Lord. I want to homeschool them. And we both knew that that was the most important thing to us, to raise them at home in the Lord. Have we been perfect? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I'm coming to see that that isn't what he's after. He's after our hearts believing his word, trusting, and living by it with our mouths. So I began confessing truth over myself when I saw this. And whenever I come up against a lie or something that has been defeating me or whatever, I began to declare the exact opposite. And so I advise you to do that. Begin to make declarations of truth over yourself. Um, then all of a sudden, those lies become laughable where they had me... They had me in tears before, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this is relating to any of you, but this is my journey. <laughs> this is where I've been, and I, I just think the devil just hates us and hates who we are. So, um, okay, another moment of truth being revealed and shame being broken for me. If any of you know me, and this, oh, when I put this together, I start, I had this, and I was like, oh my gosh. The next day, I don't think I can share this. I feel ashamed. <laughs> okay, and so I had to get Trent's opinion. And one of my kids and like, oh, okay, here we go. So if any of you know me very well, you get, you get me talking about eating healthy, loving yourself and all things, nutrition and exercise, and you will find a great passion of mine. Trim Healthy Mama, written by two sisters who love Jesus, has been a huge blessing for me. It transformed my way of seeing food and enjoying life. Now, I love Trim Healthy Mama. Just ask me about it. <laughs> so back in October, um, they opened up a way to become a certified coach to teach and to help others who might not ever read the book or they just need help. And if anybody has ever asked me, which quite a few, few of you here have, I love helping people with this kind of stuff. And so Trent and I, I mentioned it to him one time, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I think you should do that. So we prayed about it, and I had a dream. Um, my dream was a bunch of women gathered together, getting ready to pray for each other. And I heard someone say, I've tried everything. Nothing works. And I felt this passion, and, and I realized I was like, ooh, I don't need to be angry. But I felt this passion in me because I absolutely love this way of eating but also because I know that there is always hope. I wanted to lay hands on them and pray that they could love themselves and enjoy the journey they're on. So now, I'm a Trim Healthy Mama coach, and so I'm really excited. 
and boom, <laughs> just like that. All of a sudden, I feel all this shame. Who in the world am I? <laughs> and I start feeling all this shame um, because, okay, one of the reasons was, and honestly, you don't even realize you're carrying something until the Lord reveals it, okay? So I'm carrying the shame of kind of embarrassed, like I did this, da-da-da. I felt shame from gaining weight after faith was born. I obviously gained it during pregnancy, but I gained it after her because my hormones were trying to balance. And I actually um, just felt a lot of shame over that. Like, what in the world do I think I'm doing? How can I help people? Anyway, I had this moment where God broke in. This is the whole point of all this. I heard him one morning say to me, I want you to see yourself how I see you. And this beautiful revelation came to me. And you can apply this to any area of your life. My weight doesn't define me or tell me who I am. And this is true about so many areas of your lives, guys. Your mistakes, the things that you don't like about yourself, whatever, the list goes on. It does not define you or tell you who you are. And when I heard him say that, I believed him. And I want to read Psalm 139:14. It says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my, my soul knows very well. You guys are beautifully made. You're made in his image, and he is proud of you. Whenever the Lord gives me a breakthrough, for me, breakthrough is a lot of times writing. A lot of times it kind of resembles a poem. I don't know if they're really poems, but it's how I relate to God. It's how I communicate with him. And then I see this beautiful piece of who he is and what he's doing in my life or what he does for us. So I wrote, I know your face. I know your love. It's beautiful to behold. More precious than gold or silver more than anyone could ever imagine. You're the one who loves us when we aren't lovely. You pick us up and clean us. You draw us close and whisper our names. You love me when I feel ashamed. You remove my shame and you put a crown on my head. You remove my shame face and tell me that I am never to wear it again. He says to me, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name and you are mine. I've forgiven you, and I have forgotten every sin that once thought it had you. You are free, and you are loved, and you can keep the crown I gave you. You wear my robes of righteousness, a crown of beauty on your head, and a smile of peace on your face. You are mine. Luke 6:20 says, looking intently at his followers, Jesus began his sermon. How enriched you become when you are poor, for you will experience the reality of God's kingdom realm. The opposite of shame is humility. So shame is probably just pride. <laughs> okay, when you realize you can't do it, you have nothing without Jesus, when you've come to the end of yourself, and you're trying to figure it out or fix life. 
you're ready to have heaven come in a new reality. The kingdom of heaven invading your life beyond anything you knew was possible. Jesus said, how enriched you become when you are poor, for you will experience the reality of God's kingdom realm. So let heaven come. Um, This is one of those verses that just popped off the page at me. It says, stay away from anger and revenge. Obviously, we want to do that. (laughs) We want to be filled with forgiveness, okay? It says, keep envy far from you. And honestly, when you don't like yourself or, um, gosh, we can have envy over anything. I thought this was amazing. Keep envy far from you, for it only leads you into lies. I was like, woo, I don't want that. Shame is a veil that deceives you. You feel far from God. It robs your joy in life, and the lies it speaks seem like truth. But Jesus came to set the captives free. So no lie, no shame, no problem or sin can keep you from your freedom. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I carry his glory, not my shame any longer. Shame not only blocks the presence of God, it separates you from the body of Christ. You cannot let the world let them into your world. Why? Because you're ashamed of you. You feel you should have it all together and you can't figure out how to get it there. <laughs> and sound familiar? But if you will allow your brothers and sisters into your battle, they not only can pray and help you through, but they will immediately recognize those lies and deception, because you usually are in some <laughs> deception if you're believing them. They will help you come out of it. And I think that is so powerful. I think I thought, that you had to have it all together. Religion will tell you you must, (laughs) and shame will keep you there. So we don't want it. (laughs) Okay. I had way too many verses to write out, so. This is Psalm 35, let me see. Okay, (laughs) this is just because this is what I saw in this scripture. This is Psalm 35, verse 20. It says, and I just seen this, and this is David's enemies, but I seen this as shame. They're the ones who never seek peace as friends, for they're ever devising deceit against the innocent ones. And you guys, we're the innocent ones. Jesus took it. We aren't to blame anymore. they're ever devising deceit against the innocent ones who mind their own business. They open their mouths with ugly grins. Shame, it's gloating with glee over my every fault. Look, they say, we caught him red-handed. We see him fall with our own eyes. But my caring God, you have been there all along. You have seen their hypocrisy. God, don't let them get away with this. <laughs> don't walk away without doing something. And you know what? He doesn't. He doesn't let us stay in a place of fear and shame and without power. He moves us out of it if we'll let him. The secret is, is that you are a new creation in Christ. 
Behold, all things, old things have passed away, and all things have become new. What about the lie? If people really knew who I am, they wouldn't like me. It says love covers a multitude of sins. And as far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions from us. What about all the lies that have swirled in your head? Do you really believe those things are really your thoughts or how you feel? I mean, really, if you evaluate them, do you really feel that way? Have you really? No, the enemy puts those things in your head. Most of the time, I would say absolutely not. They're not your thoughts. But guilt and shame come on you when you can't believe you had such thoughts. And if you can't recognize it's the enemy lying to you, then he'll have you every single time. Been there, done that. And just like the song says, I love that, shame is a robber and it's cruel as the grave. Shame wants to take you down. (laughs) But Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. I want to walk unashamed, without fear, without judgment of myself. And I believe he's doing this without judgment of myself or others. I want to walk in complete freedom, not in religion anymore. If I can't love myself, I can't love all of you very well. (laughs) So we need to love ourselves. Jesus came to break the power of shame over our lives, shame of our sins, our shortcomings, whatever. Yes, you do need to ask for forgiveness if you've walked in sin. We are not given a license to do just whatever we please, but Jesus came to take our focus off of rules and religion and to put our eyes and our hearts onto a close relationship with him, with the Father. I wrote, take my hand and show me you. Let me see your beauty. Take my hand, lead me deeper. I want to see your beauty. Only you can open my heart. Only you can see every part. As I see you, so am I. I look like you. I smile because I look like you. Whew, that's what he's doing. Truth. Shame doesn't define who I am. Why is it important to recognize shame for what it is? Because if you don't put it out of your lives, it will rule you. And we won't experience the power of the word of the cr- of the word or the cross in its fullness. Shame will continually vie for your attention and your focus. It will try to render the word of God to no effect. But when you replace every thought and take it captive to the obedience of Christ, you need to fill your thoughts with the word of God. It's what combats that every time. Meditate on the word day and night until the truth of what he says becomes a a reality in your heart and in your mind. This, I'm just sharing how I have learned to overcome these things. Okay, last Sunday, um, we had our leadership meeting, and we're talking about the freedom we have in Christ, and I just thought this was so cool, because, you know, when God's speaking a word to you, you see, like, oh, that goes with that. Oh, my gosh, that goes with that. Well, I'd I've been thinking a lot about shame, as you know, and this is what I wrote. I had this kind of revelation going through my mind. Okay, I hate exposing myself. 
Okay, hate's a strong word, but does anybody like to <laughs> expose themselves? Who does? Show your sin, show your faults, whatever. Well, we always have a choice when our sin is revealed to us. We can take the shame, carry it as our own, wear it for the rest of our lives, and hide ourselves. Our shame can even be a way we thought was right, and now we see it's wrong, but we can be hidden away. We can just hide. Or we have the choice to believe the word of God actually means what it says, that whom the Son sets free, he is free indeed. Our lives are hidden in Christ, and it is no longer us who are living unto ourselves, but Christ is living in us. Now, if we choose, we can begin, begin to build from that. And I wrote, where the shame met the cross, that's where we can begin to build. Where the shame met the cross, we get to build on what Christ has done for us. And if we do, it will bring incredible freedom for others. I think it's why there's been such a battle to see ourselves as Christ sees us. Completely loved, whole, pure, and free. Because the shame isn't ours anymore, we will not be afraid to share what we've come out of. <laughs> and I think that's huge. It will lead others into freedom. And if any of you, I know a lot of you did, if any of you saw that movie, Unplanned, Abby Johnson, she could have ran and hid, and we would have never heard the glorious turnaround that God did in her life and she would have never pulled all those workers out of there and exposed the abortion industry the way she did if she was not willing to expose herself and be vulnerable she didn't hide in her shame she let Jesus take it and she's powerful she's a powerful woman <clears throat> trim healthy mama has a saying shove the shame and I think that can be applied to every single area of our lives. We have no shame in Christ. And I'm going to read a few scriptures to finish this up. That wasn't nearly as long as I thought it was. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> It's hard to decide which scriptures to read because they are just, they're so powerful. I apologize. I'm having a really hard time seeing. <clears throat> okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting, oh, I start in verse 14. It says, for it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for us. This means all died with him so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. <clears throat> so then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances, for that's how we once viewed the anointed one but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. 
It's vanished. We don't walk in it anymore. Behold, everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us, and this is, this is where you can hide in your shame. No, he told us to reconcile others. So it says, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. So we really don't have a choice. <laughs> um, let's see. So funny, Zach did from Romans, because I'm going to read out of Romans 8 also. I love Romans. Okay, Romans 8, starting in verse 28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. <laughs> That's what's happening. We're coming just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness are co-glorified with his son. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? So guys, when you have shame or you have lies or you have fears or you have in, inadequacies or <clears throat> inabilities, there is nothing that can stand against what Christ has done for us. He is all in all and we're all in all in him. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. Uh, one more. Oh, I'm going to read this one again. This is Romans 5 verse 1. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. I get confused with this Bible, the Sebastian translation. So weird to have Psalms and Proverbs at the back of the... Like, where am I? Okay, Psalm 40. And this is the last scripture I'm going to read. Psalm 40, verse 4. Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. And that's the devil. <laughs> oh, Lord our God, no one can compare with you. Such wonderful works and miracles are all found with you, and you think of us all the time with your countless expressions of love, far exceeding our expectations. So what I wanted to do this morning was, um, wasn't sure how to do it, but I would like, if this is something that you deal with and you're still fighting battles of shame or I don't care how small it is. It doesn't even matter. But I wanted you guys to come up to the front. We'll put some worship on and let people pray for you. Let's break those lies off of you today. Confess. Confess your sin. Confess 
whatever it is. I don't care how stupid it is because you know what? We hear some pretty stupid stuff. Um, but come up here and let's break this off of each other. I just, I just feel like there's something powerful in that. So... You know, this is, this is the kind of thing I um, hear a lot and see written in her journal. And it's awesome to me because the Lord's breaking through to where she can share these things in front of everyone. And wasn't that awesome this morning, what she had? <laughs> it's cool. Um, we've been talking lately about these kind of things. And one thing I heard, and I don't even remember who it was. It might even been Teresa, I'm not sure. But the Lord had spoken and he said, you know, in our mindsets, we think, oh, we've done this and this and we've messed up and all that. But in his mindset, once we've repented and those things come back around, he's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. This is how I see you. It wipes all that away. That repentance wipes it away. There is no shame. There is no um condemnation and so we want everyone to come up Hannah and I was talking before if you deal with anything like that we're just going to have you come up this morning and we want everyone else to gather around because what we want is we want to see like our heavenly father sees that once we've given that to him it's gone there's not any more condemnation there's not any more shame over those things it's completely wiped clean so um, that's what he's talking about. If you just want to come up this morning, whatever uh, worship music you want to play, Brian, uh, we just want to gather everyone else, whoever wants prayer, uh, line up in the front and we'll have everyone else gather around. And, and that's how we want to end this morning is just to uh, pray over everyone. So I'm going to pray and close and then we'll do that. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the words you're speaking I thank you for the ability to um, get a glimpse of how you see us and not see ourselves in our own mindsets anymore, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the awesome words you brought forth this morning. And Lord, we just ask for your breaking of any um, chains the enemies had on people this morning. Lord, we thank you for freeing people this morning of bondage. And we just speak a complete revelation of how you see each one of us this morning. Lord, just come and meet us today and have your way in your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message.